0: For real-time fantasy sports, welcome to another edition of the Real-Time Fantasy Sports podcast. On today's podcast, I'm going to be joined by Curtis Guzman of Real-Time Fantasy Sports. We're going to help you get ready for Week 14 of your NFL season. We're also going to answer questions from our readers and listeners uh, for the Week 14 game. So, before I get to that, I wanted to just mention that here at Real-Time Fantasy Sports, don't forget you can sign up for daily games. You can play daily games for football and basketball at rtsports.com. Just go to rtsports.com and click on the daily link. You can play at different price points, different formats, and you can do it for both basketball and football. Just go to rtsports.com and click on the daily link on the page to sign up for a daily game today. And now here's my interview with Curtis Guzman of Real-Time Fantasy Sports. I'm joined now by Curtis Guzman of Real Time Fantasy Sports once again. Curtis is with me to
1: help you get ready for week 14 of the NFL season. We're going to answer some questions from our readers and listeners, and we're also going to go over some hot and cold and waiver wire pickups for the coming week. Curtis, thanks again for being with me today.
2: Absolutely. No problem.
1: All right. So, Curtis, I'm going to jump right into this. Let's start with the week 14 stuff. So, Before getting to the hot, cold, and sleeper players, how about some waiver wire targets? Are there any guys out on the waiver wire this week that you are looking at and you think could help you for this crucial week of games in Week 14?
2: Yeah, The first one, I think, comes uh, with long being suspended this week. That could send a lot of owners scrambling for a tight end. So I think Brown's uh, tight end, David Njoku, is an interesting option. He's only owned in about 32% of our leagues. Uh, he's coming off with back to back four week, uh, I'm sorry, back to back four catch performances, uh, in his best game of the season. He had 74 yards last week and a touchdown. So, um, if, you, if you have Gronk and you need to tight end, or if you're just looking for other tight end options, I think uh, he could be a good fill-in. Uh, he's extremely athletic. He doesn't get a ton of targets every game, but he definitely does get involved in the red zone. So, uh that's one interesting option. Another uh, guy I have is way Ravens wide receiver Mike Wallace. Uh, he's owned in just under 50% of our leagues. Uh, he's a bit boomer or bust. Um, he has a nice four-game streak with at least four catches and two touchdowns over the span, but I don't know if he's super reliable, but I think, you know, given the Ravens' one streak they've had the past three games, I think he could be an intriguing option at least to stash on your bench and, you know, if you need them to fill in later, he could you know, they continue to uh, stay
1: hot. Yeah, uh, Wallace has definitely been hot lately. Like you said, he's a little streaky, but and can be a little boomer bust But man, he's he's got it going right now. And as you mentioned, the Gronkowski suspension comes at a, just a horrific time for fantasy owners. So I like your uh, suggestion for Nijoku uh, on the waiver wire. I'll give you a couple of my guys I'm looking at this week. One of them is Mike Davis from Seattle. He's getting the chance to start now. He's a clear lead back in that offense. He had 16 carries for 64 yards last week. So uh, I like Davis. I think he could help a little bit the rest of the way. I know that offense definitely centers around Russell Wilson, but Davis is starting. He's getting nearly all the carries. I think all the other backs had just one carry last week for Seattle. That's That situation's been hard to figure out this year, but Davis is the lead guy right now, and he's available in a lot of leagues. So I would consider adding him another guy. Who I've mentioned on here before, and I think you've mentioned as well, is Marquise Goodwin of San Francisco. I keep talking about him, and he's, but I keep talking about him because he's available. He's available in forty nine percent of leagues. He just keeps getting it done. He just missed out on that hundred yard mark last week. He had eight catches for ninety nine yards. He has eight his eight eight receptions for a season high, which is very con- encouraging because Jimmy Garoppolo started for the first time this year, so that could be a connection that's going to be hot. Down the stretch, and I like Garoppolo a lot in that offense, so I think Goodwin really could be a factor down the stretch for fantasy teams, so I would really consider adding him if he is available in any of your leagues and I want to ask you now about the week fourteen games, so how about some hot plays, some guys that you are keeping in your lineup for sure, Curtis, for week fourteen?
2: Yeah, so first one, uh, Texans running back Lamar Miller against the 49ers. Uh, first of all, the 49ers about the fourth most points to opposing running back this season, so it's a friendly matchup for Miller. Uh He's had at least 18 touches in the past three games, which is good, and um, part of this is a sheer opportunity with uh, two Texans running backs on IR, and the other two are questionable, so there's really not a lot of other options, you know, for the Texans to turn to uh running back, and Miller's, consistent on the ground, and he's a decent receiving option, so I like Miller, uh, hopefully to keep going, and then Jaguars uh, wide receiver Marquise Lee is another intriguing option. Uh, he's against the Seahawks, and as many people know now, the Legion of Boom is kind of in shambles. The Seahawks a lot of 20, uh, or 20th against opposing wide receivers, so a pretty decent matchup there as well. Uh, if it was to become a high-scoring affair, uh, Russell Wilson does have been out of lately, so that could... Uh, propose more opportunity for Lee, if it, you know, for Jags are trying to kind of catch up. I know he is listed as questionable right now. It just seems to be the Jaguars are being cautious. Uh, he's been dealing with knee ailment for the past couple of weeks, but it hasn't stopped him from playing. So I don't, I don't worry too much about uh, Lee not participating in Sunday's game.
1: Yeah, I like I like Lee as well, and Lamar Miller. It's kind of funny. I had him on my hot playlist as well uh, for this week in my column, and you look at him and you don't. Think Miller's having that great of a season, but he's actually twelfth overall in fantasy running back scoring, which kind of surprised me. So, I do think he'll do well this week, and I think it also shows that that running back position is just really kind of top heavy right now, uh, with not many great options after the first ten or so backs. So, good call on Miller. I'll give you a couple of my hot plays. How about Kenny Stills of Miami? He's really he doesn't start, but he gets more work than Devontae Parker right now. Has been the better option at receiver for Miami and he's he's had a nice rapport with Jay Cutler this year at five receptions for 98 yards and a touchdown last week he has scores two of three games he's eighth in fantasy receiver scoring his last three games he's 19th overall for the season which I think could surprise some people and he plays New England this week and we all know New England has had some struggles against the pass and Miami could be playing from down in this game meaning more targets for still so I think he's a good good play in this matchup. Another guy I liked a lot this week is Chargers running back, Melvin Gordon. He topped 100 total yards last week. He hasn't been great lately, but he's still been pretty consistent. He had three straight games with 80 or more total yards, and he gets Washington this week. They allow the sixth most fantasy points to running backs, and they're just 22nd overall against the Rush. So I think Gordon will do well in this matchup. I think he's a top five fantasy back in week 14. On the flip side, how about some cold players, Curtis? Guys you're consider you are considering benching for your games this week?
2: Yeah, the first one to make him a surprise, I mean, he's actually coming off his best game of the season, but Ravens running back, Alex Collins. Um, yes, he's coming off a really good game, but he is going up against the Steelers, who um, are the sixth best team against posing running backs. Uh, you also have Buck Allen and Danny Woodhead in the fold again, so that just means that, you know, especially considering how the game flow could go, you know, not, Alex Collins is not a great receiving option on the backfield. He might not see nearly as many uh, carries this week. So if you're desperate, I think he still may be a reasonable flex play. He's probably going to get goal line carries. But um, if you have other options, I would, I'd probably look elsewhere. And then uh, Redskins tied in Vernon Davis. Um, tied in Jordan Reed continues to be out for the Redskins, but unfortunately that hasn't translated into uh, to production for Davis as it did in, in uh, early in the season. Uh, he's been held at three or fewer catches in the past three games, and he only has one touchdown all season. So Davis is definitely trending downward as people like Niles Hall, Ryan Grant, Josh Stocks, and all continue to get more targets in the Redskins offense. So I'd I, you know, I'd probably have to look elsewhere for um, Davis owners as well.
1: Yeah, Davis was a top 10 tight end just a few weeks back, and he's really gone in the tank of late, but I think it's for a lot of those reasons you mentioned with other players just getting more targets in the passing game. And a couple of cool players for me, Curtis, I, I think T.Y. Hilton's a guy, I know he cut a touchdown pass last week, but he still had just 51 yards in the game. I just don't trust him. I'm putting him on my bench. He has fewer than 30 yards five of his last seven games. He plays Buffalo this week. They can't stop the run at all, but they do well against the pass. They allow the eighth-fewest fantasy points to receivers. And Buffalo has allowed just 10 passing touchdowns all season. So I think Hilton's a risky playing this matchup. He always always has that potential to break a big play. But this late in the season and these games being so crucial for so many teams, I'm leaving Hilton on my bench in Week 14. Another guy who might surprise you is in that same Ravens steelers game that you mentioned, Curtis, is Ben Roethlisberger. I'm just not expecting Roethlisberger to have a huge game in this matchup. He's been playing well lately, has multiple touchdowns, four straight games. He played well last week at a solid game. But he plays the Ravens, and they allow the second fewest fantasy points to quarterback and their third overall against the pass. He's going to be without Juju Smith-Schuster, who got suspended. So that's another strike against Roethlisberger. And earlier in the season against the Ravens in week four, Big Ben threw for 216 yards and just one touchdown. So those are pretty mediocre numbers. And I expect another mediocre showing from Big Ben in Week 14. So if you have better options at the quarterback position, I would definitely consider them. How about a couple sleepers not Curtis? A Couple guys maybe that are not on people's radar for this week that you think could help out?
2: Yeah, one guy who I really liked in the beginning of the
1: season, maybe started off a little
2: slow, but he's definitely picked it up. Is Rams wide receiver Cooper Cup? Uh, he has the second most fantasy points uh, among you know all Rams wide receivers and tight ends. Uh first of course is Robert Woods, but he's probably expected to be out again week fourteen, so that that bodes well for uh Cooper Cup. He has at least five catches and forty five yards or more in each of his past four games. That's translated to double digit fantasy points in all PPR leagues, which obviously most leagues are nowadays. So he's a great chain mover. He's actually in the top ten among all receivers for receptions since week ten. So he's he's definitely been getting more involved and he's become a favorite target for Jared Goff. Uh, and then my second is uh, Bengals quarterback Andy Dalton. You know, if you don't have a clear number one receiver, uh, I'm sorry, quarterback, and you, you're one of those who likes to stream, I think Andy Dalton could be a decent matchup. Um, Bears typically are tough against quarterbacks, but so was Pittsburgh last week, and he still posted good numbers. In fact, he has 20 fantasy points and at least two touchdowns in his past three games, and in that same span, he has zero turnovers. So Andy Dalton's someone who's been clicking. And- definitely getting hot uh,
1: as of late. Yeah, I'll give you quarterback two as first sleeper, and I mentioned him earlier, is Jimmy Garoppolo. I really like him a lot this week. He didn't find the end zone in his first NFL start last week, but he led his team to a come-from-behind victory on the road. He was 26-37, of very impressive numbers, uh, completing passes for 293 yards. It's a pass-first team in San Francisco. They've had success throwing the ball, and I like his chances this week for a big game against the Texans. Houston. They allow the most fantasy points to quarterbacks on the season, so I think Garoppolo, he's going to find the end zone this week, and I really think, I've been contemplating having him as a top 10 option in my rankings this week at quarterback. I don't have him there quite yet, but I really think he's going to have a big week. I look for him to do well in this matchup. Another guy I like, another sleeper maybe outside the box a little bit, is Eagles running back Corey Clement. I know he is in that three-headed rushing attack in Philadelphia. And I know that rushing attack kind of struggled last week. But even with that said, Clement, he's still 37 total yards on six touches. He's been getting around double-digit touches per game. So that gives him good weekly fantasy potential. He gets his chances. And the Eagles are playing a team this week, Los Angeles, who just they cannot stop the run. They allow the most fantasy points of running backs to our 27th overall against the rush. So I think the Eagles are going to lean hard on the running game. And Clement is a good sleeper start for fantasy teams maybe in that flex position. I think he's going to do well this week. So, Curtis, like I mentioned at the top of our podcast here is uh, I'm going here, we're going to answer some questions that we get from our listeners and readers. I get a lot every week. Feel free, if you're listening out there, if you ever have a question, I, 95% of the time I'll answer it unless I have a ton of questions, which happens at times, but feel free to send me a question. You can email me at Jeff at rtsports.com Or you can hit me up on Twitter, and my Twitter handle is at Jeff Power, you spell Power P-A-U-R. So feel free to send me a question. I like getting them from my uh, readers and listeners, and we're going to answer a couple of them now. So I'm going to jump into this Curtis, I'll throw them at you. So George sends me a question, he says, after reading your lineup prep column for this week, I'm having second thoughts about starting Corey Coleman. My other replacement would be one of the Lions running backs, either Theo Riddick or an injured Amir Abdullah, who would you go with?
2: Yeah, it's a good question. Obviously uh, Browns' leadership Corey Coleman uh, could be dropping uh, down in value with the return of uh, Josh Gordon to the Browns' lineup. So, um, you know, Coleman looked like he was doing okay when he came back after a broken hand uh, and 19 combined targets and he's 11-12 but then all of a sudden Gordon returns he has four targets and zero catches last week. So, uh definitely a concern. Um between the Lions. I would probably lean on one of the Lions running backs might be uh gearing toward more towards Theo Riddick right now. Um, Amir Abdullah still has questions with that neck injury. only you know, practiced on a limited basis yesterday, so I'm just not confident that he A will play or B if, even if he does play there he'll be a full go. You know, I think the Lions will definitely be cautious with that. So when Theo Riddick picked up his fight last week he did okay. He had fourteen touches for sixty two total yards and a touchdown. Uh, especially in PPR league, he'll always have a little bit of value. Uh, he should probably be the main workhorse, I would think, uh, for the Lions if Abdullah can't play.
1: I'm the same way with you, Curtis. I definitely think I would lean on one of those Lions backs, and I think Riddick's the way to go for this week. Even if Abdullah plays, he could be limited in the game because of his injuries, so I think Riddick's the way to go. Coleman's a concern with Gordon back in the lineup, so I like that call. So next question comes from Eric. He says, I own Grant. He's in a lot of people's Uh, so he has to sit him this week. Jason Witten is my backup playing the Giants, but he's not super trustworthy anymore. I just decided to cut C.J. Anderson, who wasn't doing anything, and pick up Steven Anderson since the Texans' tight end is concussed. Should I play Witten or roll the dice with Anderson? What do you think, Curtis?
2: Uh, It's a tough call. I guess uh, for me it would be kind of depends on the rest of your roster. You know, I'm pretty confident, and this is just, you know, Guy, who you want to get a couple points and be consistent, or do you kind of need to roll the dice and hope for something big? Um, you know, uh, Jason Williams is one of the high floor, low ceiling types. You know, he doesn't have a lot of big games. Uh, in fact, he has five games with only one catch, so that's a little concerning, but, um, you know, he's still consistent. He, he also has six games with at least four catches. So he can be relied upon, but he's probably not going to win you any fantasy games uh, by any stretch. Whereas, Jim Anderson, for me he's a little more of uh, intriguing option. He's a former wide receiver at Cal actually, so he's an exceptional athlete and he'll get the start this week with uh Texans tight Titans, Griffin and Fedora was both on IR now. So uh he's coming off a great game. Five receptions, seventy nine yards and a touchdown last week. I you know, if you have to make me two, I'm probably going with Anderson. I just I like that uh high up potential more.
1: Yeah, that's a coin flip for me, too. I might actually lean on Witten. I know, like you said, he's had just one catch several times this year, including two of the last three games. But his one catch was a touchdown last year. He plays the Giants. We had seven catches for 59 yards and a touchdown against him week one, and the Giants are actually allow the most fantasy points to tight ends for the season. So i probably lean towards Witten in that one, but that really is a toss-up. I think you can go either way with that one, Eric. So, Next question is from Brian. He's another guy who's having some issues with Corey Coleman. He says, Corey Coleman has not seen the targets with Josh Gordon back. Is he worth dropping for Jermaine Curse, Marquise Goodwin, Mike Wallace, or Sterling Shepard? Those are some good options out there. Curtis, uh, what do you think? What do you do there?
2: Absolutely. I would definitely I almost honestly say that any of those options are better than Coleman probably at this point. I mean, it's tough to say after just one game with Josh Gordon, but um, – I I know I just I could definitely see a trending to where Coleman's almost not factor going forward. So out of those four, um my probably favorite two are Marquis Goodwin and Jermaine Curse. You touched on Goodwin. Um, you know, with Garoppolo taking over, his body should definitely go up, coming off a really good game last week. Uh eight catches, ninety nine yards, and he has pretty favorable matchups these next two weeks as well. So I like Goodwin probably the most out of all four, but I think Jermaine Curse is also a decent option. Uh, he's coming off back to back 100 yard plus games, um, with a touchdown in one of those games. And I think we had talked about earlier in the season, uh, one of our podcasts about Pets, uh, receiving options, maybe not being able to sustain multiple options. But, you know, look at these past two weeks, both Curse and Anderson, the Anderson have gone over 100 yards. So i maybe, maybe it's not the case in the late season, so I like him as well. But between all four, a good one's probably my favorite. Curse is second.
1: Yeah, I agree with you here, Curtis, as well. I actually would pick up any of these guys over Coleman right now. For me, I actually think Shepard is the most intriguing if he wasn't hurt, which now he's battling some sort of hamstring injury. This was new and he missed practice. So I would rate him first if he was healthy, but I'm not sure if he's going to be healthy. I just just think Shepard can do big things with Eli Manning as his quarterback and on the field as the number one target in that offense. He got a ton of looks earlier in the year when he was the main guy, and I think he has huge potential, but he's a concern for me now with his hamstring injury. So like you, I think Goodwin's my guy. I talked about him earlier in the podcast. I'm big on him, and I think he could have a big, big, big uh, impact for fantasy teams down the stretch. So I probably would lean that way. And our last question, Curtis, I have one more for you. It's from Eugene. He said he's, he's in a quarterback predicament. He has two questions here. He says, I have Matt Ryan and Alex Smith. I played Ryan last week, and he got me eight points, and Alex got 41 in my league. Who do I go with this week? Also, a second question is, I have Mark Ingram, who is a must-start, but my number two running back is DeMarco Murray or Latavius Murray. Please give me your opinion. So two questions for you here, Curtis. First one's a QB1, one, Matt Ryan or Alex Smith. Who do you like there?
2: Yeah, well, I made a similar mistake last week, and I uh, benched Alex Smith for Drew Brees, and that, that turned out to be a real bummer there. So I'm um, – gonna try probably not to make that same mistake again. I'd go with Alex Smith. I mean he only has one game this entire season under sixteen fantasy points. He's a number three quarterback overall in scoring. Pretty pretty friendly matchup against the Oakland defense. Uh coming off a great game last week. Three hundred and fifty yards, four touchdowns. Um you know I don't know that you can rely on the four touchdowns all the time, but when you compare Alex Smith to Matt Ryan, I mean Matt Ryan's consistent but he's not Going to win a lot of fantasy games, and Alex Smith has seven more, seven more passing touchdowns and over 200 yards more rushing. You know he, he does have that ability to pick up some yards on the ground as well. So um, I like Alex Smith uh, for the quarterback. Between the running backs, uh, that's a little closer. Probably leaning towards Latavius Murray. Um, they're both. You know when you talk about DeMarco Murray and Latavius Murray, I think you also almost have to put in. Derrick Henry and Jared McKinnon because they're both in these timeshare uh, situations and you wonder, you know, who who's going to get the more carries out of each of them. So I like uh, Murray overall. You know, I think Henry's, uh, Murray that is. I think Derrick Henry's coming up and coming for the tie and DeMarco's Murray usage has decreased a little bit. He still has value, I mean, especially in TPR leagues, but uh, Murray's got more scrimmage yards in the past three games and he's always the better option to score, I think.
1: Yeah, I agree with you with both of your calls here. I I think Smith gets a slight, slight edge for me over Ryan. Smith had 342 yards and three touchdowns in Week 7 against the Raiders, so I think this is a good matchup for him. He's coming off a huge game, so I would probably lean towards him. And I think that New Orleans Saints defense is a little underrated as well, so that's a tough matchup for Ryan, and he's been pretty mediocre most of the year. And I also would go with Latavius Murray over DeMarco Murray. I just don't trust DeMarco Murray a whole lot right now. His workload's been less and less in recent weeks. Like you said, Derek Henry's getting more work. And Murray, Latavius Murray, has actually played pretty well of late. He's been pretty consistent. He has touchdowns three or four games. So he's the clear lead back, the workhorse back of the Vikings offense. I know McKinnon gets work in the passing game, but he's not getting as many carries right now. So I would definitely go with Latavius Murray. All right, Curtis, we we answered a lot of questions. We got in a lot of uh, hot, cold stuff. Really appreciate all your help this week. Uh, great stuff. Thanks again for being on. Appreciate it.
2: Well, absolutely. No problem. Hope we'll do it again
1: soon. Uh, good luck to everyone out there
0: in our fantasy playoffs.
1: All right. Great stuff, Curtis. That was Curtis Guzman of Real-Time Fantasy Sports.
0: And that was my interview with Curtis Guzman of Real-Time Fantasy Sports. I want to thank Curtis for being a great guest on the podcast today. And I want to wish everyone great luck in all of their Week 14 games. It's a crucial week of games, the last week of the regular season for most of you. So good luck in all your games, and hopefully you come out on the winning end and end up in the Fantasy Playoffs. This has been Jeff Power for Real-Time Fantasy Sports. Have a great day, everyone.